Welcome back to Screencast, everyone. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside the movie bros herself, Joey Noel. Joey, how you doing? I'm good. It's Thursday, I think. Who knows? You can tell me it's like any day that we can It right is now. Thursday. Uh, and of course, joining us remotely right now is Kevin Coelho as well. He is uh, manning the ship, and he's also going to chime in a little bit here and there when he can. Kevin, how you doing? Kevin's our <laughs> Kevin's our wartime correspondent. He's he's calling live. God the damn it! Street. They didn't even hear that bit. Because <laughs> uh, you want to do it again? <laughs> There's so much happening here. So much. Yeah, Ke- there was nothing Kevin, happening you- when I said it the first it time, though. It's funnier. It sounds like it does sound like you're calling from a war, like a war zone. Like you yeah. are calling from live to report. I what forgot the I can do this is. too. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Oh, it looks like you're you. looking at me. Hey. I'm very excited about this, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Of course, huh? uh, this is Screencast. We bring you uh, all the all the movie news each and every week here on kindoffunny.com or YouTube.com/slash kindoffunny. If you're watching this over on YouTube, please subscribe to this channel. We have lots of cool movie-related content. Not the least of which, of course, is we're doing two in reviews now. That's the biggest Ooh. news of the week. Uh, next week, we're going to start doing uh, <clears throat> Back to the Future and Transformers. And uh, Greg will be joining us for Back to the Future, I believe. I don't know if we have announced that or not, but I just did. Uh, he's <laughs> going to be doing the plot synopsis for that. But I called the plot synopsis, Joey, for Transformers. I I'm cannot excited. wait to write about the <coughs> Oh, my the gosh. When Tim brought it up at dinner the other night, he was like, I want to know who's in for what series for these. I was like, I am mm-hmm. absolutely in for both of these because yes. A, Back to the Future is good. B, Transformers, entertaining. <laughs> it is. It's something. Now, the thing is this. And here's the, here's the deal, Joe. I've managed to watch at least three Transformers movies that I can remember. Okay. And I tried to watch the last one that I believe had Anthony Hopkins in it. And it started, and then it went to medieval times, and then it went to another time period, and then it went to the freaking the play Cybertron, and then it came back to, and I was like, what is fucking happening in this movie? How did the, like, was the editor having a stroke when they want, when they were, he was cutting this thing? Because I was like, none of this makes yeah. sense. I have How no idea. I want to know if it, there's good, as Tim says they are. I feel like Tim's the one that says they're good. Tim's Tim doesn't say they're guy. good. Tim says that they're they're enjoyable. Now I will stand by the fact that the last time I watched um, a Transformers movie, the first one, I thought it was relatively entertaining. I like the good, first one. Yeah, I had a good cat. Megan Fox was fun. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is good. Um, uh, Eugene Levy playing the dad, right? Wasn't he the dad? Or did mm, I just make I that up? No. I think I'll just that say that's it. right. That sounds right. We'll just say he was the dad. Maybe I might be mixing that. I might I might be mixing this entire series up with the American Pie series. Oh, I know. Very which similar. One, Lots which, of time travel. Yeah. Which one, Kevin? Which one's the one where the guy bangs the pie? Kevin's he's thinking about that. Uh, it's of course American Pie. Ladies and gentlemen, we also have some other fun. I, things. Sorry, I just wanted to see where you'd go if I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. You know, when you put out jokes, you put them out there, and then you get back what you get back. That's it's not. It's about. not. It's not Eugene Levy. It's Who some guy. Dad? It's hold on. Where's God damn it, Ron? No, that's the name of the character. God. Just who is this guy? Why is Wait, the chat's the chat's probably screaming it right now? What, We're not moving on until chat? we find out who the dad was. No, but I know that they're there. Dad in Transformers. I, Kevin's on. Oh, that's right. No, that's not Eugene Levy at all. They look no, nothing alike. No, not even close. Wow. He looks happy, though. Thinking? You know? He's he does look happy smile. in this picture. That guy's great and everything. He was really, really good in Veep. If you've never had a chance to watch that series, it's on HBO. And every season, with the exception of the second to last season, is 
fucking gold. Second to last season dipped a little bit. Then when they figured out they only had one <clears> season <throat> left, they went fucking hard in the paint. They no holds barred, super inappropriate content. So if you're into that, I'm into that. I'm into you. Um, some other quick housekeeping things. Uh, 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 we have some fun new stuff over on the store. If you want to go over to kindoffunny.com slash store and check it out, we have a new PS I Love You uh, t-shirt, which is cool. Uh, and For Joey, the how's summer it? months, you know? You and you know what? I'll tell you this. Pullover all the time. I'll tell you this. The pullover, very, very cozy. If it's cold outside, if you live in a place where it's still snowing, God knows why you're living there. But if you do, <laughs> that crew neck is thebomb.com. Having said that, yesterday, I for the first time during all of quarantine, and it's not because I have the Rona. It's just because my wife makes me close all the doors because mm-hmm. she, quote, unquote, doesn't want to hear me. And <laughs> I started sweating. And I'm like, I need – because I, I think I was wearing a sweatshirt. And I was like, I need a, a – a, I need the PS I love you t-shirt. I have to have a t-shirt now. So now I'm wearing Gary's t-shirt and I'm waiting for my PS I love you t-shirt to arrive in the mail. Hint, hint, Ooh. Joey. I have them here. They're back there. So well, I want one. Me. Well, maybe Next when I drop off exchange. your special gift later. Yes. You can, we can do a quick exchange. <laughs> Joey, by the way, uh, Kevin, you'll appreciate this. I've talking, I, I've taken to just um, referring to Joey when we're on Slack in code and like spy code. <laughs> yeah. So the other day I had to drop off a, I had to drop off an SD card reader and I said, the Eagle has landed. Yeah. Uh, Nick, the story behind that is Nick says that he likes to do these stealth drop offs to us. Cause it makes him feel like he's part of the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, from now on, when you speak to Joey, <clears throat> you have to speak to her just in code. Okay. Oh, the no. Hawk flies at night. All right. Another housekeeping news page. Oh, <laughs> Special shout out to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, Justin Top, Das Baraju, Blackjack, and of course, Irrit Irrit Downtown Jared Brown. Uh, you guys are all awesome. Remember, if you want to support the show, hey, we get it. Times are tough. You may have gotten laid off. No big deal. But if you're still in a place where you want to support some of your favorite creators, go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you guys can back us at the bronze tier and be a part of the show. We're going to ask you a question uh, later and you can answer that. And I'll read some of your answers live on the show. Next week, of course, I won't be reading them live as you type them. That would be weird. That would require me to be in your room with you. And <laughs> we know that's illegal, I think. Uh, of course, if, you, uh, if you're watching this on Twitch, hey, guess what? You have Amazon Prime? Probably, because I do too. Because what the fuck else do we have to do except for watch content right now, right? Well, guess Nothing. what? You get one free Twitch Prime subscription. Uh, and we'd like that very much to go to us. It's very, very easy to link those two and give us that subscription. You have to do it every month, Click which is unfortunate. Click up there. Nope, there. What, what is it? Yeah. You get click up there. You should have something. Uh, and we, of course, will read all of the new and resub subscribers after this show live. If you're watching this on YouTube, hey, consider watching live. It's fun. You get to be in the chat with everyone and talk shit about me. And I can't see it because uh, <laughs> this, is, this is Kevin's favorite thing. He gets to see all the people talking shit about me. I can't see anything. And he just giggles and he giggles. And I he know references it. He references what's it. Going on. <laughs> of course, the show is brought to you by our sponsors today. We don't have any, so I'll just go ahead and shout out KFAF, the greatest show on the internet. Yesterday, me and Andy had a great cold open. Go check that out uh, if you haven't seen it as well. We did the TikTok pose challenge with some famous movies, and uh, I did one for Kevin, and he hasn't talked to me about it yet, which leads me to believe either he has seen it and liked it too much and doesn't want to give me that compliment, or he hasn't seen it at all. Because there's no way he hated it. That's for sure. That's it's for a sure. lot. You hear the words TikTok pose challenge and you think it's something. And then you guys put a KFAF twist on it that 
I don't think anyone was really expecting. As soon as as soon as you said you guys were doing this thing, I was like, oh, you guys should do this. And you're like, I already did it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> did I'm you okay. see it? <laughs> did you see it? Yeah, Nick, it's, I saw it. It's disturbing. It is, you did a good job. I'm, I'm proud of you, you, Nicholas. Let's just put it this way, everyone. I I had to mosaic out my body, parts of my body. And when I showed it to Andy for the first time, he mosaic it out even more. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a compliment or just maybe a safety mechanism. But, you know, you go over there, leave a comment on KFAF and let us know what you think. All right. Joey, Kevin, are yes. you ready for some good news and bad news? Joey, which one do you want first? The bad news? Give me the, the news? bad news first. Let's bad get out of the way. First. Uh, over on Variety.com, they are reporting two more movies uh, have been pushed back. Top Gun Maverick gets pushed <gasps> back to December uh, of oh, course, no. Paramount's Top Gun Maverick, a sequel to Tom Cruise's 1986 classic, is the latest summer movie to vacate its release date as theaters remain closed to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, the anticipated follow-up was scheduled to debut June 24th and will now release December 23rd, 2020. Downside, it was going to be my half-birthday present. Upside, it's now my real birthday present. <laughs> there you go. Christmas can only happen in December, Joey. Uh, only in December. It is interesting because the movies that are getting pushed back still this year are something that I can you can now look forward to. Like Fast and Furious, they pushed it back to like fucking 2030 or whatever it is. That one I'm it's, sad about. But That is yeah. sad. If it's within this year, I feel like it's more understandable. I mean, I'll also just be – I'll also say this. Put it on streaming services, you cowards. Oh. Why not? Tom, you got enough money. That. They're going to lose so much like, money is why not. You know that. I know, I know, but if dude, if they put this on for thirty bucks, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd go over to my wife and be like, D, it's time to get the volleyball out. We're gonna grease <laughs> each other up, and we're just gonna watch Top Gun Maverick. It's such a fun. Well, I assume will be such a fun summer movie that'll be interesting to see how it plays out in like in a December. holiday <laughs> Christmas kind of weird. Like vibe. Yeah, um, but I mean, I'm gonna watch it no matter when it comes out. I'm just glad that it's not delayed. It's only delayed six months and not. We'll see. Year. I mean, we'll see because now, our, our next news story is A Quiet Place 2 has been moved yet again, this time to September 4th. Um, as part of this, I believe this also comes from the same article over on Variety if you want to read the whole thing. Uh, as part of the release shakeup, Paramount has moved A Quiet Place 2, which the studio postponed last month to September 4th. I'm sorry, it's now been moved. Oh, it's been moved to September 4th. The SpongeBob movie, SpongeBob on the Run, an animated adventure based on spongebob obviously it was originally slated to hit theaters on may 22nd and will now bow uh bow bow july 31st 2020 meanwhile um sci-fi fa uh, fantasy film the tomorrow war previously scheduled for december 25th is now undated so now they're like fuck we don't know what to do with all this stuff this is yeah now they're pushing everything else back that had late 2020 dates which is interesting yeah. i mean a quiet place too has already been moved once they're they're trying to i mean september is it's weird to think when this whole thing started, I was like, oh, September release date. That's we're totally going to hit that. But, you know, with with the um, with the coronavirus still and we just got the second shelter in place order to stay till May. September does seem a little aggressive for hoping that all the movie theaters are, are open. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out. I just heard from one of my friends in Boston and they just got their shelter in place order. So, like, I, I think it's easy for us. Like, for me, at least, to be like, oh, everybody's, like, locked in, so maybe I'm a little bit more hopeful. But when you take into account that different parts of the country are doing different things or are all on separate pages, it seems like 
we're not, I don't think it's going to be like a blanket date that everybody opens back up. I think it's kind of going to stagger maybe a little bit too. Yeah. Here's the downside to that though, is we obviously in California, since we're the best state in the union, um, we're kicking ass and, <laughs> and we're starting, especially in San Francisco, we're like, okay, we're flattening that curve. So even if we come out of it in a month, everyone else is still going to be behind. And then all those infected assholes are going to come to California and just yeah. reinfect all of us. And it's going to be like, <laughs> Cycles of it. I shouldn't say um, infected assholes. I should say infected people. In- infected people, humans. Yeah. Um, I think that September could be a fun date in the sense that, like, it's a fun lead-in to like Halloween and all the spooky movies and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Like, do you no, think I- it fits really well there? Um, rather than like a spring movie. Um, but uh, this is also one that I'm not like particularly attached to. Like, I really liked the first Quiet Place movie, and I don't necessarily feel like we need a second one. Um, but I'm we, def- we definitely don't need a second Quiet Place movie, but the Quiet Place one really surprised me. Um, I, I I didn't. It was kind of exactly what I expected, but it was done so well mm-hmm. that it was it was it just hit me. And, I, and it's one of those movies that I really wished I had seen in theaters because oh, I think watching yeah. that, I think I watched it on an airplane, maybe where like the, like you know when you're watching on an airplane, you're watching with no matter how good your headphones are, you're still hearing all the crap around you. So when it went yeah. dead quiet, I was like, people are still like, do you, do you want? Would you like some orange juice? Orange juice. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. Excuse me. Do to... not see this very tense moment you're interrupting. Yeah, I know. I'm like, dude, she stepped on a fucking nail and she can't scream. <gasps> oh my gosh. <gasps> Spoilers. Yeah. Um, no, this is. I feel like one of the few movies that I would like really fight to see in theaters because it it, it was such an experience. Sitting in, like, I even saw it at, I think I saw it at Draft House with Jen. Oh, and see, like, Draft House would be, uh, Draft House, see, I think that would still be too much, too much chaos for me. It's, re- it, but I think because the movie was so tense, it was kind of nice to have, like, the servers and stuff like that coming in every once in a while to break it up. Right. So that I wasn't, like, just stressed out the entire time. Wait a minute, if, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, our wartime correspondent, Kevin Coelho, is trying to chime in. Kevin, what's up? Yeah, I just wanted to, I feel like. That's an unfortunate place to see it because th- that this is one of those movies that I was like, damn, I really wish I had seen the shit in Dolby. I feel like audio is so <clears> important <throat> in this one, and I don't think that the Alamo has fantastic audio. I watched it. It was home. one of the small theaters, though. Yeah, I mean that doesn't make it better. I feel like the, the those small theater. Well, actually, all of them. I don't think they have good audio setups. Um, I watched it at home, and it sucks because, like, yeah, the my TV is beautiful and it looked fucking phenomenal, but it has a shitty audio setup. So it was like, it sounded fine, and it's just one of those that like I was like, damn it, I really missed out not watching the shit at Dolby. So when the second one eventually comes out, hopefully Dolby's still a thing, and I can go watch it at AMC. Well, that's my question for you though, Kevin. So this has already been pushed twice to September fourth. Do we see they're not pushing this thing a third time? Oh, they I, definitely I... could. Well, it depends on how things are. Like, and what people have to remember is that we like. They're predicting that we're not going to have um, uh, an anti. Like virus vaccine. for the va- vaccine. yeah vaccine thank you uh, until twelve to fifteen months um, so there is a very good chance that like next you know March April we might have something like this happen again where the world kind of picks back up at, or the you know the um, Rona starts going around again and we might have to also shelter in place again so right. I wonder. They have to really figure out, like, that window of, like, are people going to be going back to the theaters in September? But we can't wait too long because what if this starts again, you know? 
Yeah, that's an interesting concept because mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't take that into consideration. My perspective has been there are there as soon as the hospitals, you know, are are ready to take what they think will be the worst of it, people will start filtering back out into the uh, general populace and at least going back to work on some on some restricted circumstances. But yeah, I think all all signs point to even if we've if even if we are are you know it's low right now and people go back to work, eventually everyone will start getting it and you'll start seeing a lot more cases. So that is interesting to see if. If as a general population, we all go, hey, they've got enough, they've got enough beds, they've got enough uh, breathers, uh, or resp- respirators, rather, it's time to go back to work and, ju- and just ventilators. Thank you. Um, it's time to go back to work and just maybe risk it. Or yeah, if they do do another shelter in place six months from now, that would be, that'd be tough. That would not be fun, for sure. And that would yeah. be chaotic for the movie industry. Well, it, it, and it also, I don't think coaster. I don't think it would be six months from now. I think it would be a little bit further away. I'm, Maybe I'm a year from more now. saying, yeah, I, like nine months, nine months to a year from now is is when I think they're saying that there's a possibility of it reoccurring once things slow down. But who knows? Mm. Like maybe that like people have a different understanding of stuff now, and like. If there's a little bump in like, oh, people are getting sick. There's, I think that they're we're gonna naturally stop being social as social throughout like uh, just the normal. Like people are gonna be like, well, maybe I'm not gonna go to the theaters because uh, or out to a bar to get drinks, uh, right? Because like you know, I'm hearing that it's starting up again, so that might help also flatten the curves. Well, for sure, for me, like I mean, I'm, I I would love nothing more than just to go sit in the theater right now. But I do wonder if once once we the shelter in place order is lifted, that's not going to be the first that. Well, my first instinct wouldn't be like, okay, cool, I immediately want to throw myself into a theater full of two hundred <laughs> people. I think I would definitely go to a workout first and just be like, let me do that for a month and see. I think it might be a while till I till I creep back into theaters. But I think I might be the only one thinking that. I'm pretty sure everyone in San Francisco is clamoring. To just yeah. get together because people are starting to go a little crazy here. And I've noticed that I saw two altercations yesterday at a Pete's Ooh. Coffee. And I was like, people are going to start fucking fighting. Tell me about altercations. I like hearing oh about oh, yeah, Tell us about it. Oh, my God. So the first. So the so I. OK, I get me and my wife go for a walk <laughs> and we're going to go to Pete's Coffee. And I have the mobile order thing. But you guys know that I've had this silent war that I've raged against mobile ordering for my entire life. To be clear, um, it has not been silent. <laughs> it has been a very vocal, very vocal uh, yeah. uh, conflict I've had. Um, and finally, I was like, you know, this is just the safer thing to do, which is to, to download it. But my wife was like, I don't today. We can do it tomorrow. But today we'll just go online because I don't want to stress you out. I was really stressed out yesterday. Um, and she was like, we'll just we'll just go stand in line. And they have every every, you know, uh, business that's open has to by law now, I think, do the, the hash marks of six feet. And so I walk there and there's someone in line and there's a guy standing behind that guy, but he is a solid 12 feet away. And this guy, you know, you know, you never know in San Francisco where you see someone, you're like, do you just run a brewery or are you homeless? Do you, you know what I mean? Is it hipster or homeless? I don't know. Yeah. And I see this guy and I'm like, I know to ask. I'm like, hey, are you in line? He goes, yes, but I'm taking, I just want you to know, like, I want you to respect this. I'm taking the six feet order, like very seriously. So please respect that. And I'm like, all right, you're coming at me with a lot of energy right now. And it's not <laughs> For a very simple question answer. And it's like, I, but I respect it. Cause I'm like, listen, yeah. everyone's, everyone's reaction to this is theirs. And if you're being hyper sensitive to it, cool, probably better to be more paranoid than less paranoid. But there was a tinge in his voice that I'm like, this guy's a little off. And so yeah. I'm, I, you know, I, my wife and I kind of looked at each other and we're in, we're saying we've been in San Francisco for 10 years. So we're like, all right, let's give him some space. That's where his comfort level is. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get my coffee either way. So we stand a solid like 10 feet away from him. And as the line moves up, he keeps looking back at us. 
So we keep we keep like the 10 foot distance. And then for no reason, zero reason, unprovoked, he starts screaming at the top of his lungs to everyone that can hear him. Six feet, six feet, people. It's for your own safety. Stop being selfish. Six feet. And people are walking by and he's pointing at him six feet. And they're like, dude, I'm fucking 20 feet away from you right now. What yeah. are you doing? Finally gets his coffee and leaves. But as he gets his coffee, I hear in the coffee shop that there's another coffee shop, a little French place right right, right like caddy corner or right beside it. Mm-hmm. I hear this woman and I don't hear who she's screaming at. So it's only one sided. It's like when you hear someone screaming on the phone, she's yeah. like, I wasn't in your space. I'm not in your space. And I'm like, is she screaming at this guy? And no, she was oh, screaming no. at the barista. And she was like, and then she starts doing, oh my God, it was it was like the most stressful thing, but it was also- Everyone's just slowly cracking. But it was also kind of like comforting because I had had a little conniption fit moment yesterday where I just hadn't slept very well in a few days. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife was like trying desperately to like calm me down. And I was just, I, I got mad because someone left um, uh, hangers on our front stairs. And I was like, someone's going to trip over this shit. I got to move this. And my wife's like, just, just relax. We'll move it up. And I'm like, no, no, I'm throwing this out. Because you know what people don't need if they have coronavirus? A twisted ankle. And she was like, you're right. Nobody needs a twisted ankle right now. <laughs> this is not something people need to do. And then she's like, do you need some time to yourself? And I was like, no, I think I just need to relax and sleep and get it. You know. And so anyway, so I think people are, I think people need to, this thing to be over sooner rather than later. But, you know, yeah. for the time being, try to get as much sleep as possible and watch movies that don't stress you out. Speaking of which, Kevin, our next news story is Uncut Gems will be released on uh, on Netflix mm-hmm. March 25th in the U.S. <clears throat> I believe it's already Finally. available uh, outside of the country, but we can all watch this heartwarming, charming little movie that is not stressful at all. Not even a little bit. It's the most relaxing movie-going experience I've ever been to personally, and I can't wait to just watch it over again. I, I think it's Adam Sandler's most lovable performance since Billy <laughs> You're just going to fall in love with this character. Honestly, um, this movie is has no business being as good as it is. It was so good. It was so, so good. Kevin Garnett good. is really good in it. KG. Weirdly. Yeah. Um, like the his like shop girl friend person whatever whose name His i don't mistress, remember the mistress, uh i had something fox i want to say that sounds about right julia fox no I yeah care. she's that's totally that's it. right i think that's right i'll double yeah. phenomenal so phenomenal good the script is really good sandler's really good the way it's that they like build tension and all of this like it's really stressful and really good and you should watch it even if you probably don't need more stress in your life i'm trying to remember the name of the directors the safety brothers is that who yeah. they are yeah, mm-hmm. they're fucking great. These guys. What are, else have they done? I feel like I've probably I, asked before, but I don't remember. I don't know. Kevin, look that. Actually, I looked it up right now. Julie Fox oh. is correct. Can you look up what Nailed the Safety Brothers did before Kevin? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like think there's I one big I, thing that I'm probably missing. Probably, I don't remember. I remember looking it up and not. I think I don't haven't seen the other stuff. Was, they've I done, thought but there I've was one more thing that they had done. Well, let me I thought there was sure. one big thing, and then the other ones were um, kind of. Uh, I think they did Captain America: Winter Soldier. All right, that was the Rooster Brothers. I give the jokes. I just <laughs> good time. They the did jokes good time. up to you guys. I tee the jokes up, swing and a miss. Yeah, sorry. I was I was reading. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like a bunch of messages from Andy right now about like the stuff that's going on later that he should have had a conversation with me beforehand, not now. I'm gonna go by. Kevin's okay, bye. Um, okay. I'm. Let me look up something really fast. I can't remember. While you're looking, while you're looking that up, I'm gonna read the next news story for all the peeps okay. out there in Wonderland. Uh, this was a weird one, and I looked, and I'm not sure. 
chat, let me know if this is an April Fool's joke that old Uncle Nick just didn't realize. But the NFL is going to be on Nickelodeon. Did oh, yeah. I that? saw that, but I didn't read the article. Apparently, I, and I looked in the comments, and I was like, this has to be an April Fool's joke because the news broke on March 31st. And I was like, they're clearly screwing with us because what demented son of a bitch thinks it's a good idea to put a full contact sport <laughs> like football on a kid's yeah. channel? Um, but the article over on Deadline.com reads, the NFL owners have voted to expand the playoffs to include 14 teams and will add post-game, post-season games on Nickelodeon and NBC Universal's new streamer, Peacock, uh, with the NFL's 2020 schedule not affected by the coronavirus as yet. Its wildcard weekend is set to include three games on Saturday, January 9th, and three the following day, in addition to CBS's January 9th uh, broadcast which also will be live-streamed on CBS All Access. The league said separately uh, produced telecast on the game tailored for a uh, younger audience will air on kids-focused cable net uh, uh, network uh, Nickelodeon. So I don't know what a separately game-tailored-for-younger-audience looks like for N- for the NFL, but I can only imagine it's just the parts where they, right before they start playing the game. Yeah, this seems like a very weird move i mean i don't really understand i mean i guess you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of when you watch old cartoons and there was like smoking ads on them where it's like hey kids i'm a lucky strike kind of guy i'm a palm oil kind of guy you (laughs) when you grow up you can smoke palm oils and the kids are like yeah let me just fucking hit one of these or like or like the the sugar cereal weren't you one of those kids bro that's why i smoked it's cool. I stand by it. Smoking cool. Yeah, camel. Hey, if you're a child out there rushing right now, I'm a camel light man. No, no, stop. That's not <laughs> funny. Not That's not funny. Don't light smoke. up a camel light Don't or two. If you're, hey, your parents have some uh, some cigarettes. Go into their wallet, steal their fucking cash, and go over and buy yourself a pack of camel lights. Um, I hope this is an April Fool's joke. And someone, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave the leave a comment in the comments below, letting everyone know if it is. If it's not, this is a terrible idea, and the NFL should be ashamed of themselves. This is the equivalent to like, hey, let's let's just make UFC fights. Let's just take take the most brutal UFC fights and just cut them into commercials in in amongst SpongeBob SquarePants. How about that? Yeah, I'm interested to see what like what separately produced means. Like, is it going to be something that's like? How does that factor into the? I guess it's a wild card game, so it's like a real thing. I it's a but real like, game, yeah. I mean, this this is it's it's postseason games, but it'll be the wild card slot to see, I guess, who goes into the playoffs. So, but I, what's going to make it different from their normal broadcast? I have to yeah. imagine they're they're going to rebroadcast it without maybe some of the more violent hits, or maybe they're taking alternate angles yeah. on stuff. I don't know. If I were a parent, more though, I would friendly announcers. Yeah, maybe? how hilarious would it be if they just let like twelve year olds like Hannah Montana was. Like, <laughs> Y'all, uh, I guess that guy's doing this to this guy. I really don't know how football he works. He almost caught the ball, but not quite. Hannah Montana's a 12 year old in your mind, huh? I mean, she will forever be, you know. I don't know who this Miley Cyrus person is, but Hannah Montana is the <clears throat> goat. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on to something more fun. Um, Kevin, if you can pull this up, this would be great. This next story, uh, it comes from James Gunn's Instagram. Um, where he put a nice post out that said, 14 years ago today, my directorial debut, Slither, opened. It was not a hit, to say the least, but because of the great reviews and that so many of you folks loved it, it was the start of a great career for me. Just as importantly, I met many wonderful people making the film who have remained close friends to this day. Here are some photos from that time, including some never-before-seen, behind-the-scenes stuff of Slither. Um, 
I urge you guys, if you haven't seen Slither, to absolutely watch Slither. It is a I've never fun, watched it. Oh my god, it's it, so much uh, fun. It's so much fun. It's Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks. I, um, you've checked these photos, right? There's nothing like this is. Yeah, it's on Instagram. Oh, it's so on they can't, Instagram. Like, right, they can't right, like right. stuff. Um, if you want to scroll through for the audience, Kevin, you can see you know a, a young Elizabeth you Banks this? here. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me see here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can. Yeah, there you go. Um, my my favorite is the one where it's like all of them in the in the massive monster and the guys giving the thumbs up. I think it was number two. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's so that's so brutal. Um, yeah, Slither is one of those really fun, like perfect horror movies for me where it's campy, it's tongue in cheek, it's kind of yeah. silly, but it's actually a good movie and has some decent scares in it. Um, and it's got uh, Nathan Fillion as a lead and I love him as leads. <clears throat> and uh, who is the guy that played Yondu? Uh, what's his name? Why am I missing it? Oh, Michael. Michael Rooker. Rooker. Michael Rooker yeah. as the bad guy. Oh, right yeah, uh, it's a really, really oh, fun God, movie. His arm makes me so uncomfortable. I don't want to look so at it, but dirty. I can't stop. You mean that limp arm that he's got on his leg right yeah, there? Yeah, it's nasty. Uh, Joey, it's about slugs from outer space that come. Right? Is that right? Nick? Yep. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what I remember. I haven't seen it in ten years, but they I don't they, that. they come to Earth to take over, and it's a lot of fun. Highly recommended. I'll check where it is streaming. That's fun. I'm down uh, to watch that. Yeah. So if if you guys are out there and you're a little stressed out, uh, uh, of course you know, reasonably so, uh, and you want a fun movie, go over and watch Slither if you can find it streaming. It is it is a fun one. Uh, how can you not like Elizabeth Banks? Are you it kidding me? Is, you don't like Elizabeth Banks? Get out of this country. You can means, only rent it, but it's $4 everywhere. That's no. not bad. Buy it for it's worth $6 in a lot of places. That's pretty Buy bad. Buy it for $6, take it over to your friend's house. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. That's in how like it works, right? I don't six think months. I've ever said that. Certainly. Mm -mm. I say it all the time. Uh, it's, it, on thinking, YouTube and Google Play, it's, you can buy it for $6. Everywhere else, it's a little bit more expensive, 13 to $15. It's worth a rental. Don't buy it. It's definitely worth a rental, though. Um, lastly, I got one quick news story for you guys. Um, this dropped over on The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Amazon Prime is teaming up with South by Southwest uh, to launch mm -hmm. a so-called film festival <clears throat> collection. Now, of course, the mayor of Austin said, hey... I want to do South by Southwest, but it's just not right right now with the coronavirus. So we shut it down. Um, the city's a little bummed because they were, you know, they usually expect about 200,000 people coming in uh, for the festival. And of course, the people who are really bummed are the filmmakers who were chosen to uh, to uh, appear or, or actually have screeners in the festival and can't do that now. So Amazon is stepping up and uh, they are the filmmakers who've been scheduled to screen films at the fest were notified this morning uh, and will have the option to opt in to it. Uh, some who have already distributed with the Amazon rival will likely choose to forego the virtual festival. Uh, those who opt in will see their films play exclusively on Prime Video in the U.S. for 10-day virtual fest, which Amazon will likely launch in April. Uh, filmmakers who choose to participate in the virtual festival will receive a screening fee. Uh, the setup does not mean that Amazon has acquired the films. Those looking for distribution will still have that option. Um, I think this is really cool. That's super this. cool. Yeah. I uh, There's always so many films that debut at these festivals that we have to wait a year it plus to see usually mm -hmm. by the time they get distributed. So to have like a hub that we'd be able to like widely have be accessible is really, really cool. I agree. There's, I've always wanted to go to like Toronto, like TIFF or mm -hmm. to like the New York film festival or Sundance. <clears throat> and I've just never gotten off my lazy ass and try to figure out how to do that. Um, there are awesome things to do because you can go and see like 30 movies in a span of like a week. And obviously you should go to TIFF. I, I was just saying if, if the world 
ever gets back to normal and this show's still going on, we should definitely go to TIFF one of these years and like just do it. Because uh, I'd be down to watch 10 movies a day. That's Matt Rohrbeck, who I writes know. all the time. He went to TIFF last year and saw something like 32 movies in like six days or something. Maybe yeah, he's the one that he's that. very inspirational. We had a great conversation, I think, when we were in Vancouver, um, yeah. where he was like, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. I was like, wow, that sounds like so much fun. It um, does sound so fun. I mean, just think like we could just the three of us, they wouldn't know where we went. We don't tell them, Kev. We just go and we start we tweeting it. and we let, we let Greg Shenanigans. figure it out. Oh, I'm all in, Nick. I'm all in. We, we bring back Nick at Night starring Joey and Kevin, and I'm not, I'm oh, not even in it at all. show sucks. Oh, that might be <laughs> a much better Nick version of that fun. show. Nick uh, at Night was great. Was it? It was, it was inconsistent fun. is what it was. Now, obviously, um, doing something like this is not going to replicate the film, uh, the, uh, the excuse me, the festival going experience. But I think this is kind of cool that they're they're giving at least uh, some of these uh, people the opportunity to get a little bit more exposure. I'm not quite sure how the economics work out, because if they're doing this, yeah. you know, I don't know if you can still get distribution if you've already been kind of seen for 10 days uh, on a platform like Amazon Prime that has a ton of subscribers. But I mean, yeah, it's something exclusivity or anything like that. I yeah, feel like, I feel like. I think it'd be a little bit funner or give you more of the festival theme if it was like 10 days of pre-scheduled planned out video. Like, you know, you go and it's a stream that you're watching. So mm. like, you'd have to know, oh, I have to get there at, you know, one thirty to watch the movie that I'm excited for. I think that'd be Yeah, fun. something that replicates more of the live experience. Yeah, the live experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that then, could like, be cool. You know, th- that way... That's not just VOD, essentially. Right, right, right. So that people can shoot, like, can then afterwards, when it releases to the public, it can be a bigger deal still. Yeah, it would be interesting if they... I mean, obviously, this is a cool service if you're already signed up for Amazon Prime. But I, I was thinking, like, how would they? How could they make it more special? That would definitely be one of the ways to do it. And I think for, for audiences, like, I wonder if people... I, I don't think people would pay an extra fee to watch the film collection. So it's cool that they're just making it available for Amazon prime video. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they're, I don't, I didn't see anything saying that you have to rent each one of the movies. Maybe you still do. I should go back and read that article again, but I wouldn't <laughs> mind like seeing them and potentially paying a small <clears throat> extra fee for each one of the movies, I given would. that, you know, if they're, if they're, you know, movies that are anticipated that I'm not going to see in theaters anyway, be cool yeah. to see them now. I don't know. Mm. Well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a quick, break for our sponsors uh and then we'll be right back hey everyone today's sponsor is kfaf the greatest show on the internet last week we told you what to do with all of that extra toilet paper you have no we didn't we told you what to do if you don't have any toilet paper next week we might be telling you what to do with all the extra toilet paper you have uh but and then this week we told you guys uh hey me and andy did the tiktok pose challenge with favorite famous movies and i bet you can guess which movie I chose to end with. If you can't, go over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny and check out this week's episode because it is a doozy. And now back to screencast. Uh, <laughs> Joey and Kevin. Yeah. God damn, I just finished putting this together. <laughs> uh, also, it was Silence of the Lambs. It was Silence of the Lambs and Don't you need to go. No, no, they should oh. go and watch it because I'm not saying what scene it is, but fuck, it's a good one. It might be the scene where they take the monarch out of the dead corpse's mouth. It might be the scene where Jodie Foster is running. Or it might be a different scene. Mm. Who knows? Who can tell? We had some fun with that. I want to do that again. I want want everyone to do that. Because that was it was so fun and also almost ruined my marriage. My wife's like, what are you doing? And I was like, don't worry about it. She's like, why are you wearing my robe? That's weird. Were you actually nude underneath? 
Maybe. The world will never know. <laughs> the world will never Do you want to really ask questions that you do you want to know the answer to that question? Let me let me ask it, you this. It's question. like it's like you, when you when you see something that's gross and you're like, oh, I need to smell it. I need to find out if it's it smells bad. You you know? see if I can pop it. Like Absolutely. if you open up in your fridge and you're like, Oh, this cheese shouldn't be here for six months and you're like, But I should smell it and make sure it smells bad and then you smell it and you're like, Fuck, it smelled horrible and then you're like No, you hey, just throw it away. Hey friend, come here and smell this. Come here and smell this, friend. It smells terrible. And your friend comes over and they're like, I don't want to no. smell it. You're like, dude, just smell it. Seriously, it's going to scar you for life. So go watch KFAF. It's good. There you go. There you go. Thanks, Kev. That's a rousing endorsement. That was lovely. Uh, what, Joey. Why did Joey just leave? There did Joey was. leave? Yeah. Sorry, my Discord just restarted just for Great. fun. Great. That was strange. That was weird. Uh, while we're waiting for her to come back, I'm I back. would like to... Oh, there you go. Hey, Joe. Uh, let's talk about what we've been watching a little bit. Joey, have you watched anything fun over the last week? So, for the first time ever, I watched About Time, which is a oh, Rachel McAdams and Domhnall Gleeson like, rom... I guess it's not really... Oh, that's the Hicks. one where he, his dad's Hicks. like... Hey, I've got his dad's Bill Nye, and he's like, I've yeah. got a secret for you. We can travel through time if you just close your eyes and think hard enough about it or whatever the fuck it is. You have to go into a closet, and then you have to, like, clench your fist and stuff like that. Somewhere dark, it's right? It's so good. Is it good? It's really good. I It's, it's one of those of ones fun. that I've scrolled by on Netflix, like, a billion times because I feel like it's been on there forever. Um, but it's surprisingly really great. It's um, the guy that did Notting Hill. What's his name? Uh, Nick, not Nicholas Sparks. Um, <clears throat> but the guys did Notting Hill and about a boy, right? Uh, not the book, the director. Oh, I don't know then. I can't remember. I don't know who um, did. He's like a very rom commy person, and now you know that's one of those that like that. I think I didn't watch because I thought it was Roger the Time Traveler's Mitchell? wife. Yes, I always got it confused with the Time Traveler's wife, which looked. Oh, Richard like... Curtis is the director. Okay, no, it's shout not. out to Richard Curtis for Notting Hill or. Sorry, is it? Isn't he? Did he not do? Yeah, he did Notting Hill too. The, the director for Notting Hill says Roger Mitchell here. Did well, who he did? Who did? Who did? The time, the time travelers. What wife. is it called? That's what we really want to know. About, wait, what? I thought we were talking I'm about time. I'm joking. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm so did, confused. Did uh, Richard uh, Curtis. You're right. Richard Curtis is the director about about time. Yeah. And he did Notting Hill. So- he might have just produced Notting Hill. Ah, okay. Well, it has a very Notting Hill vibe to it, so that's, that's they're normal. all very yeah similar. I would like to watch that. I'm going to put that down. It's my little really list. good. Yeah, it's I have fun. a little. Um, I have a <laughs> list going here of things that I should watch. One says Dave, and then the other one says Dua Lupe. Dua Lipa? Lipa's uh, physical video. I don't know why I have that written down, but I have to watch that as well. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll I'll write this down. Time traveler's wife. No, the other one about time. Oh, about time. That's what it is. It's weird because Rachel McAdams is in both of them, and it makes no sense. And I'm pretty sure they came out the same year. (sighs) Rachel McAdams was in everything for a while, and then she just dropped off the face of the earth. And I got to be honest with you, I'm happy about that. Really? I'll say it, man. We, I'm McAdams out. No, you're crazy. She was in every movie. Yeah, I know. She should be in every movie. She's she's really good. You know. Listen. You do the one with Ryan Gosling. What's that one about? The Notebook. Yeah. You do the Notebook. You fucking drop the mic. You walk off. You don't have to make a movie ever again. Okay. Honestly, this one, I think I like About Time more than I like The Notebook because Nicholas uh, Nicholas Sparks stuff is just so like melodramatic, and this has, I think, a little bit more heart. 
Um, Joy, I'm going gonna, gonna to need you to splash some hot coffee onto your face right now. How <laughs> oh, no, I don't ill. have any. How uh, dare you speak ill of the notebook? I also, well, I she didn't good. say, she didn't speak badly of the notebook. I also wanted to add that. Uh, oh, uh, it's, sorry. there's a lot of other people in this movie, too. Baby Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting And one. Vanessa Kirby, too. Um, but I, I do want to add this. Kirby. This has, this is like such a cool take on time travel where it's like. I I don't think I'm spoiling stuff, but like, there's no like major consequences to traveling through time for them, and it just makes it really really fun and kind of like a relaxing story. Highly recommend this. But movie. there are like oh, okay. some established rules that you figure out throughout the movie, right? Time, right. And I but think he it figures it out, and as long as he plays within those rules, he knows the consequences of like not, you know, going with those rules. And that's, does yeah. it does it have one of the rules the main the main rule? from Time Cop, which is that same matter can't occupy the same space. Um, no, because it. I feel like he j- jumps back into his own body well, when he travels in time. Yeah. Right? Because so, he's never, like, run into him. It's a, it's like, a consciousness thing. Like, he's not at two places Oh, so he once. just gets to go, and then he, he knows who he is, in. but he's, like, 16 years old. Yeah. yeah right? I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. That sounds right, yeah. Here's my goal. Here's what I'd love to do. I go back to when I'm seven years old. I set my mother down and I have a very real conversation about the perils of high fructose corn syrup. And I go, no more regular soda in this house. And we're only eating protein. And then I, I cut back to when I'm 40. Same person. Didn't listen to my own advice. <laughs> Just like, fuck. Fuck. Uh, Joy, uh, Kevin, what you been watching? Anything fun? So I haven't really had that much time to watch stuff, but me and Paula have started rewatching Ozarks because we season three oh, Ozark. Yeah, season three is out. Ozark season three is out, and we started watching it, and it was one of those where the um, you know, it started with a little recap, and we were just like, oh, I don't remember a lot of this. It's been like <laughs> a year and a half since we've watched this stuff, and we were like, should we? watch a little bit of season two and i was like well should we watch the whole thing over again and oh my god the show i i honestly think it's one of my favorite if not my favorite drama um can't recommend it enough people should be watching. uh yeah my wife is very 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 into ozark and she's gonna watch season three but she was like i'm waiting for the right time which is the time where she feels she's less stressed and i'm like oh that's gonna come but yeah. uh, evidently it's a pretty stressful show <clears throat> what i I think i watched the first episode i'm like i can't do this this is like breaking bad it's too much it's yeah it's super stressful i it's very similar to breaking bad except for in one major way where um the protagonist of the series isn't like a like choosing to be a piece of shit i mean he's he's a bad person but he's not trying to make his situation worse. Like he's not, you yeah, know. He's, he's like an accountant, right? And he just kind of got through some happenstance and circumstances. He started doing accounting and like money laundering for the mob, right? Well, yeah. So he he was he's an accountant who does money laundering for a cartel in in Mexico. And what ends up happening is his partner, and this is the first episode. His partner, um, essentially, they find out he's been stealing money. He's stolen like eight million dollars. And the cartel kind of comes and uh, kills kills everyone but him, and they're about to kill him. And he's like, "Dude, I I know a way where we could we can make way more money. I I can clean so much more money than that." And like he right. does, like he's so good at math that he can sit there and be like, "Look, I know you guys are only giving us ten percent of what you guys are making, and I know this much is." So he he like breaks wins over the cartel, and the cartel is like basically, "All right, we're gonna give you a chance to go over to the Ozarks and do your plan." 
So and the, the plan there, is basically to have like to like you go to the sleepy town in the Ozarks, yeah, or the Ozark, and like buy a businesses and things like that, and start mm-hmm. money laundering through that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's cool. But it, the, it, mm. everything gets so much more complicated as things go on, and the story is never him trying to get over people and and get more out of them. It's more him reacting to the like he is the chaos that comes and breaks things, and he's also has to sit there. And, and try to figure out how to make these other people happy so they don't murder him. It's See, this is why a phenomenal I, show. This is why I only, do, I only do petty <clears throat> crimes. I only endeavor in petty crimes. Speaking of which, Joey, I've stolen something from your room. Oh, no. What that is in the next 15 minutes, I will give it back. Um, you steal I, the bottle of lotion that was right there in the last No, that's amazing. Though. I didn't steal anything from your room. <laughs> but I was wondering where the, the Jurgens went. <laughs> Um, I finished Tiger King, which I highly recommend. Um, oh, what a fucking crazy ass story, man! Yeah, did you have you watched any of it, Joe? I haven't watched it, but I listened to a podcast oh, you listened to the called podcast, Over My right. Dead Body. Um, I liked this. I liked this whole season. I wish it was only a three hour long documentary. It just is yeah. a little. Netflix is doing this thing where they're like, we want to retain audiences, so they'll t- they're taking all their documentaries that should have probably just been a a, a feature film. And they're making it into series, and, and I'm okay with it. But I, but I always right around the middle. I'm like, can we just see what the fuck happened? Like, how did this guy wind up where he's at? But That's how I feel about McBillions, where it's like yeah, I watched the first three episodes and then I stopped. I did the same thing. I watched the first two episodes, and I'm like, I I get it. Somebody like the story is cool. If I tell you in 30 seconds over this course of 10 hours, I'm like, I don't fucking. The only thing that I've ever seen that needed that was um, the OJ Simpson documentary that ESPN. Oh. The 30 for 30 they did on that, or, or well, maybe it wasn't 30 for 30, but that one I was like, oh, this is the stupid. American crime story one. No, that was so oh, there was okay. two, um, there were two series that came out at the same time. One was the People versus OJ Simpson, which was the Sterling K. Brown, um, yeah. led uh, docu-series, like mini-series. That was fucking phenomenal that was so with good. Cuba Gooding Jr. as uh, OJ Simpson, but simultaneously, ESPN put out a documentary about him as well that I think was like three or four parts. And at first, I'm like, I don't need. I had already watched all of the People versus O.J. Simpson, but yeah. the documentary. If you watch it right afterward, you're like, oh my god! It's like basically <clears throat> just showing you how much of the stuff they got right in the other series. Yeah. And it also, I think it also um, focuses more on the ramifications of the O.J. Simpson trial in the communities mm-hmm. than than just the actual raw elements of the O.J. Simpson trial. So, like, I think they, they, in other words, long story short, TR, you know, too long didn't read TLDR. Um, they they complement each other very, very nicely. And if you <laughs> lived through that time and you don't, you're not quite sure about all that stuff, man, those both those series were fucking phenomenal. Um, the other thing I started watching, and don't tell Andy this, because I don't want him to think he's ever right about anything. But I watched an episode of Westworld from season oh. three, and I'm like. Okay, Westworld, you might have gotten hmm. me back, but I think I'm just going to skip season two altogether. Okay, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to ask. Gonna, you know what I mean? I just want to see, because it's like, I watched an episode where it was, uh, uh, I forget the lead character's name, not Rachel Lee Cook. Um, we know who you're talking about, Dolores. Evan Rachel Wood. Um, okay. I watched it, and it's like a scene with her and uh, and uh, the dude from Breaking Bad. I was like, holy shit, this is pretty cool. Like, it's sci-fi, it's out into the real world. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to start with season three, episode one, and go from there and start watching that. Have uh, you guys That's been watching anything fine. else? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I started watching Little Fires Everywhere, which is a Hulu series with uh, Reese Witherspoon and 
Kerry Washington. Oh, really okay. good. Okay. Um, it's kind of has like those like big little lies ish kind of vibes. It's a little bit more stylized because it takes place in like some vague time in like the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about Carrie Washington, who's an artist and her daughter just kind of like travel around um, doing like art pieces. And then she'll go to a new place to find new um, like inspiration. So they end up in this like very cookie cutter tractor HOA <laughs> town <clears throat> that like Reese Witherspoon is kind of like the it PTA mom for. Okay. Um, so it's about like their interactions and like their kids start to be friends, but about how like they're from very different places in life, um, like socioeconomically and stuff like that. And then there's like some really cool, like secondary storylines about um, just different side characters and stuff like that. Joshua mm. Jackson plays Reese Witherspoon's husband, which is like kind of weird. What? Shout out to Joshua Jackson, man. <laughs> Because my yeah. wife and my wife finally finished the affair, and he was in, I think, the first two seasons of that. And I'm like, yeah. good for you, Joshua Jackson. And I also, know. shout out to Fringe. Everyone should have watched more Fringe. That show was great. I never watched that. It was great. I know. I kind of forget that he's done more stuff because I just will always think of him as Pacey from Pacey. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Well, when your um, character's name is Pacey, you're never going to live that down. No. Hi, I'm Pacey. Uh. <laughs> Pacey Jackson. Weird. Uh, but. Yeah, it's really good. I watched like the first four episodes, so I need to catch up. I think there's one or two more out. Um, but it's really good. It's like a very drama. Yeah. Rockin'. Um, the last thing that I watched was last night, IFC has been playing all of the Predator movies. And so <laughs> randomly, I just jumped in and watched Predators which, uh, if it's confusing to you, I'll. It's it's. This was the one with Adrian Brody where they get. It starts where he's just being dropped oh. onto a planet, and it is one of my favorite movies of the series. Every time I watch really? it, I'm actually legitimately blown away by how well put together the movie is. And even though it's basically the entire plot, the same plot from Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, they do. They put a few twists on it and throw a couple curveballs your way, and they have fun kind of iterating and evolving that concept Mm -hmm. in a way that I just feel I'm like, God, this movie is so freaking entertaining, despite the fact that uh, Topher Grace is in it. But he actually, (laughs) it's fun. But everyone else is fucking phenomenal. Shout out to Topher Grace. He's fine. But he's such a weird comical element that they put in. Um, but I, but the payoff with all of the stuff that they set up with him, with all the, all the characters is super great. And shout out to Adrian Brody, who actually plays kind of a cool badass in this. And, uh, I want to say her name is Sophia Braga, I think, or I forget what the, the female lead, uh, her name is, but she's fucking awesome in it too. Very, very good cast. Danny Trejo's in it for a little bit. Um, it's, it's a cool concept and I definitely recommend it as far as all the predator movies go. I think it would, if we ever do predator in review, I expect this to actually rank pretty high up on the list. We have, we need to do two things. We need to get on the same page, Nick. Yeah. We need to push to do Predator in review and Alien in review. Uh, we will do both of those for sure. There's but no, there's like no possible way. Sooner a- rather than later. I just rewatched uh, the Alien movies. Paula watched them for the first time. And I'm talking about Alien 1, 2, 3, and Resurrection. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stick Prometheus in there or Covenant. Yeah, because we have to. They're terrible, but I, I <laughs> so didn't we, want to put put, put Paula through <clears throat> that. But Alien One, Two, and Three, I feel like really, really hold up. And I remember Three not being great. I so don't remember loving Three, thing. but I haven't watched it in a hot second. Yeah. Um. Uh, sorry, the actress's name is Alice Braga, not Sophia Braga. I want to give her a shout out because she's awesome in this. Um. Three actually is interesting because it's it's. I was very disappointed when I first saw it because obviously they just decided to kill off 
Yeah, like it, it starts in such a frustrating way. It starts in where a you're very like, frustrating wait, are you way. serious? You just yeah, are you really but doing this? But the concept yeah. is cool. Like she gets trapped on this prison planet where she's the only woman, and the rest of them are guys, and they're all fucked up. Like yeah. they're like there for life. They're triple they're, like, X's or something, yeah. right? Or, yeah. was it? or double Y's. Yeah, like, and which... they get, and then obviously there's an alien there hunting them all down. It's pretty cool. Like, it gets a little bit, um, and it's a different. I think it alien. holds its own. Yeah, it's a different type alien. That's the first time we see it because it it, 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 uh, it came it can, from like, run a dog. walls and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of has a different physiology. Yeah, it's, it's really very, very interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, and again, if you want to watch my TikTok uh, challenge post challenge, I may or may not have a still from Alien Three in that. So go watch that over at KFAF this week. Are um, you going to put that on your TikTok page that you have? That's no, because it's you? not. It's not the right ratio. Oh, I'd have to recut it. I just did it. I just. I'm like. I hate. I hate the, the <laughs> that ratio. I hate the fucking uh, portrait mode. So I yeah. portrait ratio. So I just refuse to interact with TikTok at all until until it's almost over and no one cares about it, and then I will start putting content. Nick, on. did you see at CES 2020 this year they announced uh, Samsung announced a TV that goes from the horizontal to the vertical so that you can yeah. watch stuff like TikTok like that and that it makes look angry. full screen. Apparently, it's very popular, and I believe. The good it's Korea. popular with twelve-year-olds. South Korea, yeah, South nah, Korea. That's the, the good worst. Korea. I just don't understand why people. I get it. People have to hold their phones. They're too fucking lazy to do this and watch content. I get it. Well, no, it, but like what what uh, what they were saying is in in Korea that they um it's like super super popular for people to cast their their phones onto TVs and just watch content that way because so much of it they they're consuming. That's social media content. Oh, I totally understand that. But then we have to, does the TV rotate its own itself? Yeah. It's really fucking cool. Then you have to wait for that. Does it go like, or does it go, do you want me to show you? I I can pull it up. I mean, I kind of do. I kind of (laughs) do. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's Let's go. What the hell else are we doing? I got to play. I got to play The Last of Us later today, starting, I believe, at two o'clock over on the same Twitch channel you're watching this on. If you're watching this on YouTube, I probably already did it. But if you're watching this around one o'clock on YouTube and you got to this point already, Hey, come over, come back to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and watch me and Greg stream the first three hours of The Last of Us. And maybe I'll cry. Or maybe I'll be like, y'all, a bunch of big babies. I'm too tough to cry. <laughs> is it a How game that makes people you? cry? The opening so. is like pretty intense. Yeah, I don't know. I never I finished know. it, so I can't uh, tell while, you about the rest of it. <laughs> while Kevin's looking that up, last week's bronze topic, we asked you what you've been watching. Uh, and a lot of you wrote in. Ricky Blanco said Tim was 100, 100% right about Dave, which is the little Dicky uh, series that's on FX right now. I just caught up on it, and my God, it is so fucking funny and surprisingly deep. 10 for 10 would recommend. Josh wrote in and said, I know it's not normally in the wheelhouse of screencasts, but Tower of God anime started airing this week. <laughs> I watched the first episode on Crunchyroll, and I'm super excited for the rest of the season. Tower of God is a popular Korean webcomic. Uh, and finally, Ignacio Rojas wrote it and said, I'm watching the Daniel Craig Bond movie before in review. Shout out to in review. Uh, made me more interested in the Bond franchise. Other than the new movies, I've only seen Goldeneye. Because of this, I decided to go back and try to watch every Bond movie in order of release. Yesterday, I watched Dr. No, starring Sean Connery. And Connery's Bond is a different Bond from Craig. Markedly so. Uh, he leaned more into the charming side of the character, unlike Craig, who was more of an action overall. I did enjoy the movie as much. Uh, I didn't enjoy the movie as much as the newer one, but I'm sure uh, interested in seeing more Sean Connery movies. Yeah, a lot of those older Bonds are difficult to get through because they're so old that it just a lot, you know, the action's boring. The effects are kind of terrible, but stick with it. I think that um, by the time you get some of the Roger Moore Bonds, they're so silly. They're really, they, they can be much more fun. And then, um, Shout out to Timothy Dalton because the Living Daylights is the shit, the shit. 
it is the bee's knees. Just watch that. Don't watch License to Kill. That's a terrible movie. Uh, cool. You see uh, n- what's that? You see, you oh, see it there. holy shit. So it That's like, so it's just it connected knows, to your phone. Yeah, right? it knows when your phone's rotating and it rotates. Then I feel like you. by the time it rotates, the TikTok's over. Well, yeah, but like I'm sure that the idea is people are watching an hour of random TikTok videos, you know? Man, if you're watching an hour of TikTok videos, you are losing brain cells. Yeah. Just I'm going to try not to I mean, that you think that, that that's there's some any... really good content on there, Nick. I, I'm going to say also, is that any different than watching this show that's been going on for 56 minutes? <laughs> yes, because we actually, it's like three people actually talking and trying to like talk about ideas and intellectually like agree or disagree with each other. Right, right. Talk that's is just this. Happening. Look, I'm here and then I appear and I've got a Coke in my hand. How awesome is that? 80,000 views later. You're missing out on some genius. really good TikTok content. It's funny. Content. So much of what you said was wrong, including the 80,000 views later Wait, they like, they're like millions you know these kids they blow up did i say eighty thousand? i'm at yeah. 80 million yeah no i i know either way <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's it for screencast this week next week's bronze topic bronze topic uh since we're talking about predator i just want to know what's your favorite arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> movie be specific and don't be like i really like predator but terminator 2 is good no your i want your favorite arnold schwarzenegger movie and i want you to explain why i love the be specific if i I disagree (laughs) with you i'm gonna rip you apart okay and people know that i don't hold back when it comes to your opinions on things if i disagree uh let's see we'll be back i believe next week i think on thursday we're coming back as well um, I don't know who the cast is going to be on that one, but I'm yeah. probably going to be part of it. And I'm sure Kevin and Joy will be there as well. Probably. Um, until next week, uh, we'll see you on the internet. <laughs>